Hello, I'm Cassie Ballou. I am Miss DC USA, and this is my interview with the Pageant Project. Good evening, everyone. It's Adrian from the Pageant Project. My special guest for today is Cassie Ballou, who is the somewhat newly crowned Miss DC USA 2023. Cassie, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me. I am very enthusiastic to be on tonight at 9.30 Eastern Time. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Not at all. It's a pleasure. Some mutual acquaintances of ours behind the scenes um, help set this up. So I'm grateful for that. Um, first question I have to ask of you, I mean, look, congratulations, first off. But secondly, I guess, has it sunk in? And thirdly, how sleep deprived are you right now? <laughs> Um, I don't know if it's fully sunken in yet. Um, I've, it's only been like, you know, almost it'll be due like three weeks this coming weekend. Um, someone mentioned that the other like yeah. yesterday, they're like, oh, it's almost three weeks. And I was like, three weeks. It feels like, you know, it feels like it's been shorter than that. Um, I am pretty sleep deprived. <laughs> I, it, on top of the pageant, I have a full-time job. Um, you know, and, and prepping for pageant in general is just like, you know, so much work. And it's not even yeah. just the physical work, it's the mental work, mentally preparing your mind to like get on stage, to perform, to not pay attention to any of your competitors and just to stay kind of tunneled, focused to the crown. So um, it is, it's a, it's a lot, but <laughs> I'm just, I'm so thankful that, you know, everything worked out <laughs> the way that I planned and prepped for. But yeah, so just a lot, I think, but good, a good, a good uh, amount. <laughs> I think most of the viewers will be familiar, being most of them being pageant girls, will be familiar with what pageant prep is like. Obviously, not everyone is familiar with what winning the title is like, especially when it's a, a big title, such as a state title for, for Miss USA. So can you just, I mean, it has been three weeks, not been three days or three hours. It has been three weeks, coming up to a month. Can you just describe what has it been like since you found out that you were Miss DC USA? What has, what has life been like? Yeah. So, you know, right after, like, I can, I, st I still watch my crowning video. Um, I think I watch it at least once a day. Cause it's, I'm still just reminding myself, oh yeah, I, you know, like <laughs> this really happened. Um, because even after they called um, you know, because they call the first runner up. That's how you figure out who won, right? Yeah. Um, and so I remember looking at, you know, um, my competitor, and I was just like looking at her like, okay, so is it you or is it me? And I think I actually pointed at, I was like, is it me? And she was yeah. like, yeah, it's you. And I was just, I like collapsed into her arms. I'm so thankful. Her, like Cleo, her name, she's so kind, so phenomenal. I'm so glad that she caught me because I, I really did collapse in her arms. And I was just like, all the emotions just started rushing. And, you know, my coach taught me how to like, you know, pretty cry when this happens. But I don't even think, <laughs> I don't think I pretty cried at all. I think I was just like bawling <laughs> of like emotions. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's just really crazy because 
I'm so thankful to have like so many wonderful people who even people coming out of the woodwork, like family members, mm. friends from a long time ago, and people are just happy for me. And it's just really heartwarming to know because, you know, I, you put so much stuff on social media, but you don't necessarily know, yeah. like if people are paying attention. But, you know, yeah. so many people have been telling me like, hey, girl, I've been following you. And I'm just so thankful, happy for you and thankful that, you know, you were able to to get the crown. So I think that's just been probably one of the best things about it is just seeing like how many people mm. have actually been following my like journey because I competed three times. This was my third time um, and I was able to win. But um, so like that was, that has just been the best. And, you know, people just reaching out, wanting to like be a part of my team or help me um, because, you know, there, it really takes a village. I feel like to get here, girls who are able to do this, you know, on their own, I applaud, I applaud you, but being able mm. to have so many people like, you know, be a part of this and support me has just been, you know, I'm just so thankful. Um, we've got your crowning video playing yeah. inside of us and I, I didn't get to watch it live and there's no words in the video. It's just a soundtrack, which I've had to mute because otherwise we get flagged for copyright. But I was <laughs> going to ask you, did you not know it was you? Because your initial reaction is one of confusion. Yeah. And then it looks like you about had a cardiac event going on there and then yeah. it finally <laughs> hit you and then the crying began. To, so what when when they called first runner up obviously there's that moment of time that split second when you weren't sure what was going on. That's what it looks like. Yeah, cuz you like I said, you know, I I really have only been doing pageants for 3 years, like 3 it wasn't 3 it hasn't been 3 years. It's only been like since 2021, right? So wow, okay. 3 pageants three pageants is, is how many I've competed in. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I've never been at like where I'm, we're at the stage where you're holding hands and you're trying to figure it out, you mm -hmm. know? So I kind of, and I also just was like, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to like assume it was me. Um, I think <laughs> yeah. I was, I think I'm like, <laughs> you know, emotionally scarred from, you remember the, the universe when oh, um, Steve Harvey called the wrong girl? Like no shade to yeah. see if I, but like, remember that happened, you know, you just yeah. don't want to like get excited in case something happened. So I was just like, wanted to confirm. So I just, <laughs> looked, at, I just looked at her. I was like, okay, can you just confirm that? <laughs> and she just like, she's like, confirm. yeah, you did. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I just like had a moment of, you know, just a shock. Cause, um, you know, prelim during prelims, like after prelims, I didn't feel as strong as I, um, you know, like you practice in the studio and everything and, mm. you know, you feel really good, but then you get on there on stage and, you know, I, I always get nerves when I'm on stage and that's one of my battles with competing is I have to learn to fight through those nerves. And so, you know, I told myself, okay, after prelims, if you make it to finals then you need to like cut any feelings of nerves and you like this is the this is the time that you need to apply everything that you've been doing in practice and mm. so um I think that was a little bit of it. it was just like wow I was really beating myself up after relives but here I am like you know they called me so it, it was just really validating because I think you know sometimes we can be our biggest critics and yeah. it's important to give ourselves grace and yeah. so I think that was the biggest lesson I took away from the win is like you know uh, take a minute to appreciate, you know, how much I've done. And, you know, that's something I hope to do with my crown is to teach that to other girls. Um, this weekend, I actually have the opportunity to speak in front of 300 people um, for this girl power event um, where I'm going to be speaking to high school students and middle school students. Mm. Um, 
you know, they're, they're all girls and they're all girls of color. So I'm just going to be able to have a really great opportunity to share my story and, and teach them the importance of not letting yourself get, um, you know, too focused on your heirs, um, yeah. your flaws, you know, but just learn to overcome that. I think it's always interesting. I mean, I, I've interviewed north of 300 pageant queens over the past five or six years. And to me, it's very interesting that, and it's part of the human condition, I'll get your thoughts on this, but it doesn't matter how big the crown is or how glamorous the girl looks, especially on Instagram, you know, being a highlight reel. But they always, we all seem to be battling with our own doubts. I mean, you've identified that you were nervous, yet from everything I've seen, your life is extremely busy and productive and fruitful, and you've accomplished a lot. Um, in, in especially, I was looking at the digital press secretary, and like, wow, I didn't know that was a thing, but that must be a very full-on job and very fulfilling, I imagine. Um, I, I, I did a Google search on your name. I don't know if you've ever done one, but one of the photos that came up was of you. I think you were at a political lecture from back 10 years ago. I don't know if you'd – and I was just looking at it, and you had some sort of lecture – but can you speak a little bit as to what your journey through pageantry and even before that, like what led you to go into pageantry and then what lessons have you learned? Because to accomplish as much as you've accomplished, one would assume that, okay, this girl can't be lacking confidence. She must be, you know, she must be pretty, you know, confident in her um, beliefs and her abilities, yet there's always that little seed of doubt isn't there? So what has your journey to the crown been like? Yeah. Um, I love talking about this because I think it really just, it, it shows a side of what people don't see, because like you said, mm. what you see on social media, you see someone who's very confident, you know, outgoing out there doing all this stuff, but you know, you have to build to get there. And I think that's always important to share because to assume that you just naturally get there is not really fair, especially for yeah. people who don't have the same accesses to like get there initially. But, you know, I got into pageantry growing up. Um, I used to watch universe all the time with my mom. Um, she's Trinidadian. And, um, you know, we used to get very excited to see like who Miss uh, Trinidad universe was going to send, um, you know, that was just like our, small thing growing up in the States, being able to connect with, um, you know, part of our culture back home. So over time, you know, I paid more like closer attention and didn't just see like beautiful women, you know, I paid attention to like the foundations and the, the community yeah. advocacy and the ways that they were bettering their countries and their communities. Mm. Um, and I think my turning point where I like got really, really focused about it was when Catriona Gray won. Um, mm -hmm. I know, uh, like I just fell in love with her walk and her confidence and, um, you know, the way that she carries herself and um, learning about the things that these women do in government, because I have a passion for, you know, political advocacy. I'm a, got mm -hmm. my bachelor's in political science. Um, so finding a way to like merge the two like being an advocate for my community, but also like being like, you know, a beautiful like fashion, um, you know, a role model for other women um, to embrace, embrace their beauty, embrace who mm. they are. Um, and so like I moved on, went to 
college, I, um, my background, Caribbean, we're, we're very like, you know, education, education, get your education first. Um, you know, you, you need that safety net um, so that you can pursue your goals. And it wasn't until I moved to Washington, D.C. after graduation. Um, I remember I was watching um, I was watching Chelsea Christ on mm -hmm. um, at Universe. And I remember just thinking how beautiful she was. You know, as a woman of color, I don't really see that many women who look like me in certain spaces. So to see someone sure. like her in that space was just so inspiring. Um, and like all the wonderful things like her, her amazing accolades. Um, so seeing that, I was just like, you know, this is something that I really want to pursue. Um, and so I took it upon myself to enter into um, my first one ever was the Miss Virginia USA pageant. I did it because I live in Arlington, Virginia. And, um, you know, I thought you had to compete where you lived. Um, so that's why I did it there. And, you know, it was a great experience. Um, I had three months to prepare, um, which is not enough time, <laughs> but you know, it was, it was a hustle. It was a hustle. I definitely think that girls should take a lot more time to prepare, but you know, it's still good to get your feet wet because practice makes perfect. And, um, you know, my, my overall experience there was just like, the girls were really kind, really nice. You know, one of the things that people think about pageants is like, you know, there's mean girls and all this like, you yeah. know, cattiness, but it really wasn't that. Um, I walked away feeling very inspired. You know, I was thankful to make top 16 with only three months of prep against girls who, you know, have been doing yeah. this their whole life um, or longer. So that was really great. And I, I remember getting off stage and I turned to my coach and I was like, she's like, how do you feel? And I'm like, I'm doing this again next year. So, um, you know, I, how I got into the DC pageant system was because, um, I learned that since DC is not really, well, it's not really, but like DC is not a state, um, yeah. you can go to school and you can work there in addition to living there to be able to compete in that pageant system. And so I decided to do DC because the whole reason I moved from California to DC was because of DC, um, the DC area. And cause I work on Capitol Hill and that's where my network is. And that's really my passion is. And so I did that one uh, last year. That was my first time ever. And I had like a lot more time to prep, which was, which was really good because those like DC doesn't have as many girls as like, you know, Florida or New York may yeah. have, but we have quality. I would say quality over quantity. Like I mm. remember thinking like there were girls in med school, lawyers in the military, uh, you know, girls who wrote books. So it's just like really inspiring like to mm. be in spaces where there are people who have um you know who challenge you i read something today it's like if you're in the room if you're in a room where you're the smartest person in the room like you're, you're in, in the wrong, wrong room, room. you know yeah. and i think that is so important like you need to be you need to put yourself in situations that make you uncomfortable so you can grow um and that's what I, like i walked that's how i walked away i walked away feeling like you know this is really it's turned into a lifestyle it's not just mm. about you know, turning on pageant girl, like, oh, I have a competition in a few months. I need to start doing stuff towards my platform. I need to start working out. I need to start being in the community and like, you know, volunteering. Mm. It's really about like an act. You're actively doing this is something that you're truly passionate about because, you know, the judges, 
my the feedback I've gotten is like, you know, they are looking for someone who is authentic, someone who is mm. who is real, you know, not someone who just kind of turns it on for the cameras and turns it off. So, um, you know, it, it, it's a process. <laughs> um, yeah. Like I said, I, I was very introverted growing up, but because I knew I wanted to be a leader, I had to like challenge myself, like to go out of my comfort zone and pageantry was one of those like stepping blocks to something that has benefited me so much in my career on mm. Capitol Hill as a digital press secretary. You know, I, I tell myself like when I'm doing interviews or whenever I'm talking to politicians or high profile, like, you know, members or people international ambassadors who come to this country, I just talk about like, I think, you know, I was on stage in a bathing suit in front of my family, <laughs> being judged in front of strangers. Um, if I could do that, then I could talk to this member of Congress fully clothed about <laughs> important issues. You know, you know, they say, like, imagine like people in the room naked or whatever. Like, yes, I feel like, yeah. you know, it's like similar like that. Like, you've already been in an even like yeah. more like vulnerable state. Yep. So you should be comfortable talking to this person who is like who is still a human, even though they are like a high profile legislator. <laughs> so, you know, just that that confidence building and like using my voice and being able to like, you know, walk into room and command the room, um, not just by like, you know, physically being there but like having something to say and using my voice yeah. so yeah, yeah. I, I um I was just before I interviewed you I was listening back to when I interviewed your director and it's almost almost a year to the date and that was um when uh, Chelsea had just taken on the directorship so she was about to run DC USA for the first time and I guess this would be the third iteration. So she's been director about as long as you've been um, competing. But right. she said the first time she competed and she got on stage and her father was there and she got on stage, uh, she was an army brat, in her bikini. And she said there was no more sort of mortifying or like embarrassing <laughs> moment in her life. But when her, because her father obviously watched her compete and her father completely flipped to the biggest pageant that you can imagine. It's like, oh, what can we do to win? What can we right. do for this? So I'm sure, I'm sure that she would understand where you're coming from. And I was listening to the interview I did with her and I asked her, you know, who are you looking for in a title holder? And the thing that really came through was that she was looking for someone who knew who they were there had to be a certain element of self-awareness, not someone who was simply looking to fit the mold, but actually knew who she was and what she standard for, what she stood for and what she was aiming for in life. Now, you've already said that you were, you know, introverted growing up and you mentioned uh, Chesley Christ, who obviously unfortunately passed away, someone who looked like she had everything from the outside, but obviously was battling some very significant demons on the inside. So just in terms of your path going from being introverted to now being, you know, Miss DC USA, which you can't, you know, hide away, that would, that, that would not be part of the plan. You have to be pretty out there and, you know, some people are going to judge you and they won't judge you kindly. Um, what has that path been like? Has it been a struggle in particular for someone who used to be quite introverted? Yeah, and, um, you know, I think a way that I've broken out of my like being feeling introverted is because before I got into modeling, um, mm. I model with a DC company called Kingsley Model Management. <clears throat> you know, so being in front of the camera, 
um, being photographed constantly. And, you know, sometimes I've had opportunities to be on the news, which has been really great, mm. has really helped, um, you know, break out of that shell. But, you know, I have to say that it is important to like learn what you stand for. But for me, I, re- I had to like, I really had to kind of take steps to getting there. Um, yeah. One day I remember earlier in January when I was meeting with um, my coach who helped me prep for Miss DC USA, she sat me down and she was like, so, um, you know, asking me these questions of, you know, why do you want to be Miss DC USA? Like, what are you doing to like work for this crown? What is your platform? You know, what do you stand for? What are your values? You know, all these kind of like really very targeted like questions that have to do with like who I am as a person. Yeah. And, you know, we may be like, think we know these things, but like to actually be able to communicate that in a like concise way, especially mm. for pageants when you only have um, three minutes to make a big impact on, yeah. you know, five judges <laughs> yeah. is hard. Um, Cause yep. you have to be, you have, you have to sound like, you know, yourself. And uh, after that night meeting with my pageant coach, I drove home and I was sobbing, I was crying and, I just kind of felt defeated because I did not know how to answer those questions. I had spent Mm. months like practicing my walk, doing um, photo shoots, working out, you know, focusing on the exterior part of Cassie. Yeah. So when I got those questions about like, you know, who, who, who are, who is Cassie? Like, what does she care about? Why should she be a leader? Why should, why did why does she deserve this title? Mm. I couldn't answer. And I just like, I was like, what have I been doing this whole time? (laughs) Like, like I can't just be, I can't just stand up there and look pretty, you know, eventually they're going to want me to talk. (laughs) So, you know, I just, I had a, I had a mental breakdown for sure. And um, it took, it took about 24 hours, um, a lot of crying to my boyfriend. So bless him for being so patient (laughs) and hearing me out. But um, after that, I kind of, like, I was like, okay, like I rolled up my sleeves and I wrote out a strategy plan. I mm. wrote out my platform and that was like going to be my anchor and my platform is cancer awareness. I decided like, you know, why is this important to me? How, what are the, what is, what am I going to do with the title to continue to advocate for cancer awareness? Um, you know, what do, what, what am I trying to bring to this organization? What is the type of legacy that I want to leave this Miss DC USA is like very big on legacy. And I love Mm. that because I think it's important that, you know, we don't just do something while we have the crown, but we do something that the former Queens can maybe take over that, that the organization can be known for and that you can continue to do after the crown, because it Mm. really, you know, it's not just about winning it's about like how are you going to continue to better yourself better those around you as you get older so you know you know just being hard on yourself because like I said being like kind of surfing through life not having to deal with any like harsh questions and challenges Mm. you know you really don't grow and so I think at that moment in January was a big turning point for me because that's when I had action items that that I think really pushed me over this mm. year compared to the previous year, because last year I would say I kind of focused more on the exterior, um, yep. you know, but this year I felt like when I went into my interview, I was very confident in myself. I felt like, <clears throat> you know, the questions that they asked, I didn't walk away feeling I didn't answer them. I didn't walk away feeling like I wish I had said something else. I feel mm. like I gave them a 
like in three minutes, <laughs> I gave them like a little bite of me from all angles. Yeah. Um, you know, because that's what that's what they're trying to get. They're trying to figure out like how well can she express herself and communicate about, you know, what it is she wants to do and like the good that she can bring to this organization. Yeah, the the self-awareness and then communicating it in three minutes. The, it's almost two separate challenges. I mean, first of all, I have to agree with you. I don't think self-awareness, like I don't think you ever, especially at your age of only 25, I don't think you want to be thinking, yes, I know who I am and this is who I'm going to be for the rest of my life and I'm completely certain and nothing's ever going to change because I know many people who go through their entire life who never really find out, you know, who they are because it's, as you said, it's almost through those difficult times that you really find out who you are. But for you was the struggle, because I've, I've met girls, I've coached girls with two distinct issues. One is they don't know who they are. And for that, I say, you've got to go out and try as many different things as you can. And you've got to take some knocks and then get back up. That's when you really find out who you are. But you know, on the other hand, some people do know who they are. And it's just difficult to express it especially in three minutes under pressure mm. when you're trying to get all these other facets of your life into it. So for you, was it a struggle more knowing, was it more the self-awareness that was a struggle or was it the fact that you have to kind of, you know, compress 25 years, two and a half decades of life into almost two and a half minutes or was it a bit of both? Um, I'd say a bit of both, you know, and I, and I agree with you, like, being able to like say you know yourself and you know like what you want to do in 10 years and stuff is is mm. was a very big challenge for me because yeah i like i've always felt that you know i don't take the straight path in life <laughs> you know i kind of i kind of feel around you know i kind of i i went i went against the grid compared to like what my siblings did um sure. which was hard <laughs> for my mother because <laughs> she was always concerned understand. I'm the youngest, I'm the youngest. So, you know, it's also, it's also that's into play, um, you know, but I think that when I decided that I was going to stop caring so much about what other people thought about my decisions, when, especially in terms of my career, that's kind of when I was like the most liberated because mm -hmm. at that point it was just like, what is going to make Cassie happy? And like, what can, what is she going to do to set herself up for success? Mm -hmm. um, so learning about what it is that I want to do with pageantry and, and things like that was very difficult because it's like not one thing, you know, they ask you, what's your dream job and all this stuff. Yeah. And it's like, this is my dream job, but like, I don't know, maybe like a door can open and then yeah. this opportunity can present itself. And then, you know, my dream job turns into something else. So yeah. it's just like, you know, you're trying to kind of create, like create a path for your life, even though you haven't yes. lived it yet. Yeah. Um, and so that's like the challenge for girls who like, who don't necessarily have everything planned out. Um, mm. but I think that's okay because I think that, you know, we shouldn't be the same, like I sh shouldn't be the same person I am right now, 10 years from now. Um, okay. I, I, <laughs> I would hope that I have grown more, that I've become wiser, yeah. that I have, you know, increased my wealth. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it's just, it's just like one of those challenges. And then you have to like, compress all that into three minutes um you know is 
is just one thing that I will never understand. (laughs) 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 Truly, I would have like people always ask me, you know, like pageants don't seem that difficult. I'm like, you have no idea what you're talking about, respectfully. It it, Um, it, does seem to me as someone who's interviewed for a living. I keep saying that would be the part I struggle with most because I'm one of those people like you, if you ask me, what do, what do you, so what do you do? That's like, there's no way I'm going to be and be able to answer that in three minutes. It's like, how long do you have? Um, And I, I, it's really interesting that you bring up the, I I think we're in an age now, not just young women, but young men as well. There, there is no set career path for some people. There is like, I want Mm -hmm. to be a lawyer. I want to be a doctor. I want to be an accountant. And so within reason, there's a path of study, right? And then you do a certain amount of internship, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But even in those fields, the world is changing so quickly. And there are so many careers open now that didn't exist 10 years ago. Like I got to imagine digital press secretary didn't exist 15 years ago. Um, because there wasn't any such thing. What's social media? Because that's just when it was about to come out. And it can be a really scary, if that's the right word. It can be very rewarding as well, but it's a scary time because your parents will say, oh, just go and do this. But they, with respect, come from a different age where it was much more A, B, C, D, E. And now we're living in an age where you see people who are creating careers and you go, I didn't even know that was a thing. Like you have full-time YouTubers, full-time TikTokers, and you see how much you're getting paid. And you're like, but what do you actually do? And it's like, oh, I create videos. And like, you you get paid for that? Um, So can you just, I mean, let's go to the digital press secretary. Because as I said, I've I've never heard of that term. Obviously, press secretary I had. Um, I didn't know there was such a thing as digital press secretary. But that seems like it's one of those newer careers that you almost, I mean, not that you would pretend to know what you were doing if you didn't. But it's almost like you'd be putting the one the tile in front of yourself as you go because it's not been around long enough for people to go like a oh, hundred years ago. This is what this was how they were doing it. So digital press secretary, um, yeah. how did that come about, and what does it actually involve? Be fascinated. Yeah, it, you know you're you're right. This is it is a new title, <clears throat> like a newer title. Um, I got into it. Um, working for my boss right now on Capitol Hill because I handle like his social media. I handle his, I I support the uh, communications director. We are a press team of two. um, And I kind of just like take over like the digital aspects um, as well as like supporting my comms director for the traditional press stuff, like, you know, possibly writing scripts, um, you know, helping, communicate with reporters to get him on the news and stuff like that. But, you know, it's been a really, really wonderful opportunity because I get to work for a member who has such a, like has such a wide audience Hmm. and he, he like, he's not just doing it on his own. He's doing it like, because he really cares about these issues. And that's like what I think is the most like passionate for me. Hmm. Um, But, you know, I kind of like stumbled into like working on the hill because I how I how I got there was I did an internship during my undergrad my junior year um, and I came out to DC and I was like very like strict about wanting to like work at a a news broadcast company Mm. in DC. Um, But my advisor was like, you know, maybe you should consider since you like politics, you like communications, work on Capitol Hill. 
And, you know, I was like, why would I want to work on Capitol Hill? You know, because <laughs> the outside looking in, you know, you just see, you know, a bunch of very like older yes. politicians. Yeah. You know, it's very male, predominantly Caucasian dominated. Yeah. So, you you know, that's just like the outside looking in uh, with no prior information about Capitol Hill. But, you know, when I went, I got to intern for um, this congresswoman, Congresswoman Barbara Lee who represents a part of California where I'm from. And it was just like the most amazing <laughs> opportunity. I fell in love with the Hill because the Hill is really run by, in addition to the legislators, um, you know, a, these young staffers, like aging from, you know, the interns are college, sometimes graduates, maybe even high school. But like, they're like in their early, they're in their like 20s, they're in their 30s. I feel like oh, wow. the last office I was in, the medium age was like 27, maybe, you know, wow. which is pretty kind of crazy because like, you know, you, what you see on the news, you don't really see young faces. You don't but see like, that. Exactly. Yeah. But like, you know, the chief of staffs tends to be like a little bit older. But, you know, right now, um, my chief of staff, she's like 28. And she's wow. phenomenal at her job. Yeah. Um, and I really like look up to her because I'm just like, wow, you are a chief of staff for a very high profile member. Mm. Um, and you are only 28. Like, you know, we're not that far apart in age. So, you know, it's just been really rewarding. And like I said, one of the things I love about it is because I'm like constantly around history. Um, mm. Last week, the president of South Korea came and he spoke wow. to okay. um, Congress in a joint session. And I was privileged enough to be able to physically go and watch him speak to members of Congress. And so it was just like stuff like that, you know, it's just really yeah. like I, I was sitting there and I was just listening. And I just kept looking around the room. Um, they take your cell phone so you can't take any uh, like Selfies. the area that I was, the area I was seeing, right. So unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't snag a picture with sure. uh, the president of South Korea. But um, it was fine because I was really just sitting there and I was just soaking it in. You know, I was just so one. I was just so thankful to be there. You know, yeah. like I said, like there are not that many minorities on Capitol Hill. We've come a very, very long way, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. in terms of representation, but I was just, I was just like had like pride and just feeling like so thankful, you know, to, to be American, to be, you know, woman of color and just to like, to be like witnessing history. Um, and like, it's like, it's stuff like that. That's, it's just constantly rewarding. In addition to being able to like advocate for my communities about yeah. like social issues that matter. Um, you know, every, and what I love about my job is like, there isn't a day that always looks like the next like there's always something new because there's always breaking news there's always new bills being introduced there's always new issues presenting themselves and you know what I love about my member is he's constantly speaking out on these issues and that's something that I learned from him because you know what I've been hearing a lot about this organization the Miss USA the universe mm. organization is that you know, we're not we're not here to model. We're not here to just stand there and look pretty. We are here to use our voice, to use our voice and to speak on issues that affect women, speak on issues that matter, mm. you know, call out these things in a like respective way. I I think it's very I mean, I completely agree with you. You're certainly there to to use your voice. Um and the the political climate 
not just in America, but around the world, I've noticed that there's more and more young women who are taking an interest in politics, which I think is an amazing thing because they really it really stems from a desire to make change and to to help make the world a better place, as cliche mm -hmm. as that might sound. The issue that I have is that the political climate, no matter which side of the spectrum you come from, it seems to me to be so divisive and such a hot topic most of the time that you are often scared to say anything because you're just going to be, they won't even hear what you say, all they will see is which side of the spectrum that you come from. And if you're from the other side of the spectrum, it's immediate attack mode. They don't listen to an, uh, your argument as cogent as it might be. They just basically slander you as a person. And to me, that's not what I would say is my natural milieu. It's like to go in and confront everyone and start yelling at everyone. That's not how I was brought up. I was always, I always believe like if we can work together, that's better than dividing. But it seems like in the last few years, it's become very, very divisive. Um, now, I, I guess first question is, is that because you've worked, you're obviously working in the hill, on the hill. Um, has that struck you at all? Does that seem like an accurate kind of reflection that it can seem quite divisive at the moment? Yeah, I think that's 100% accurate, especially, um, you know, for our country in like the recent years, we are mm. very polarized politics, you know, I try not to speak politics too much with people who I know who may have opposing views just because people are easily offended. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's hard to have conversations now, which is kind of scary because when we stop having conversations with each other, we're not exactly. able to understand. We're not yeah. able to, you know, be empathetic. Um, that's one thing that, in, a, in my paperwork for my pageantry was, you know, how would you describe yourself like in one word? And one mm -hmm. of the words I used was empathy. You know, I think it's really important for leaders to like remain empathetic because it's important that you can connect and understand mm -hmm. um, because you need a certain members <laughs> number of members to pass legislation, you know, and sometimes when you don't have those majorities, like you need to be able to bridge the gap. You need to be able to reach across the aisle um, you know, like, especially issues that seem like no brainers that seem like this yeah. is, this is an obvious issue and there is a clear solution to what we should do. Um, yeah. you know, but unfortunately that's where politics takes over. That's where, um, you know, misinformation, I would say that is the biggest problem in this country right now yeah. is misinformation and how it's being weaponized to, mm. you know, discredit truth um yeah. and you know that's something that we really need to have our politicians come together on is just like can we just be in agreement about like the facts like you know <laughs> if there's recordings of things being said of like actions being happened can we just yeah. allow that to set the precedence um you know and not change and manipulate narratives you know for political agendas because you know we don't win as a country when we're divided. You know, we stand stronger yeah. when we're together. Do you, I mean, this sounds like a terribly pessimistic question, but take it for what it's worth. Do you realistically see that happening in the near future where the country really 
can come together because uh, uh, you say one of the big issues, and I agree with you, is misinformation. I, I think piggybacking off that, I think one of the big qualities that's missing is the ability to not only welcome but encourage constructive debate, not just arguing and yelling at one another, but actually saying, hey, this is what I think, you think differently, let's talk. Not that you mm -hmm. want to convince the other person, but you actually want to see where they're coming from because they might know something that you don't and they have experience that you don't. But, but the other thing that seems to be missing is the critical thinking. It's like where you where you see something, you're told something, but you just swallow it as though it's truth without actually thinking about, hang on, that does that make any sense? But to go back to my question, it's just it seems so divisive at the best of times, and you would know this better than me, that sometimes it just seems like, well, let me just leave that hot potato well enough alone. Let me do something else. Because uh, do you see that kind of environment changing in the near future? You know, I don't know if I would say near future, um, but, you know, I am hopeful. I, you know, you have to stay optimistic. And I think that's um, really important because, you know, once we, if we lose hope on being able to work mm. together, you know, you know, that really will um, be the downfall of like our democracy and our, like any sort of, um, you know, bipartisanship, but, mm. I think that, you know, it's it's just really important that we eliminate these like disparities in the way that we communicate. Um, you know, one thing that my boss talks about is like every member of Congress represents people from different backgrounds, different life experiences, you know, and I, that's like what shapes the way that they think, the way that they feel, their values, you know, even like religion plays, religion plays a huge role in things. And, you know, even though we say like, like religion separate from the state, it, it always yeah. finds a way to come in to play, especially with, um, you know, certain issues like women's health. Um, you know, this is something that is, is being challenged. And, um, you know, unfortunately, and certain states, it's being banned, it's being taken away. And, um, you know, I think that we have to continue to speak on this issue, continue to share the stories of, you know, what women go through and the importance that of having control over your own body. Um, you know, it should, this decision sh is a difficult one. And it's not mm -hmm. one that that should be decided by men. It's not one that should be cited by politicians. It's one that should always rest with women. And so I think that's like one of the like the stickiest issues right now that we're mm. dealing as a country and one that is like so like one like you're, you're either on this side or on that side. You yeah. know, there's no middle. There's no compromise. Um, you know, but, but like if we stop having these conversations, then then we're not going to get to a place of Yep. compromise of balance um you know and it but it's also it's also one of those things where it's like why should women have to compromise on being able to control their body you know mm. so it's it's really a balancing act and unfortunately um it's a political issue um when it's yeah. really just a health issue um so you know it, it, it's it's yeah it's, it's just one of those things that i'm gonna try and speak on as much as i can um, because I believe that, you know, this is something that affects women in every walk of life in every, of like, no matter your socioeconomic background, your, um, you know, identity, it's just, it's just really important that this rests with women. 
how much of a struggle is it going to be for yourself? And I, I, I've spoken to a few US, um, US-based uh, queens recently, and as I said, they have an avid interest in politics. But pageantry is famously supposed to be apolitical or unpolitical, um, which I can see why, because as someone described to me, it's like, well, you want to make sure you're representing both sides of the aisle, so to speak, right. which I totally understand. You don't want to contribute to the divisiveness. But on the other hand, my point is that pageant queens should be leaders, especially when you get to holding a title as big as yours or even bigger Miss USA. And I think you can only be a leader if you have a well thought out opinion on really important matters. Um, I don't think you can call yourself a leader if you don't have an opinion on, on these things because that's how you lead and we need leadership on the difficult matters more so than the easier, let's say, matters. So how difficult is it going to be for you to balance? Obviously, you're super enthusiastic about pageantry. You've done magnificently well and you've got Miss USA coming up. That's a huge passion. On the other hand, you have this other passion and you sometimes are told can't mix those two. That has to be a challenge, no? Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, it's actually funny you say that because um, when I got into pageantry, I was kind of like, should I talk about what I do? Like, yeah. should I, should I like try and like veer away from it? Um, you know, even on Capitol Hill, I was like, should I talk about being in pageantry like to coworkers mm. or should I kind of hide that side of me? Um, you know, but I just decided like, you know, they're looking for someone who's authentic, who is secure in themselves. Yeah. So I like hiding a part of myself is not going to help me win this pageant. And it's not going <laughs> to be true. I'm not going to be true to who I am. Um, yeah. But, you know, I agree that it is a it's important to to be honest about how you feel about things and mm. to stand, stand in your truth. But, you know, I'm hoping that if I am awarded the opportunity to be the next Miss USA, um, you know, hopefully maybe next Miss Universe that I can speak on the issues that I care about, but also be able to listen yes. um, to people who yeah. have opposing views that I have. Mm. And then, you know, let's create a dialogue. Let's have a conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, I am open to learning and understanding where other people come from because like i said we don't come from the same backgrounds we don't have the same exactly. experiences yeah. um we're not taught the same type of things in school you know exactly. where like a critical race theory <laughs> is yeah. a big issue right now they're like trying to change the way that they teach um the things in our in our country's history in, in school mm. so you know how can i expect somebody from a completely different community to think and feel the same way I feel about yeah. issues. And I think that's what's really important is just to make sure that, you know, whoever has the crown, that they are someone who is open and is understanding. But also like, you know, you you can speak your mind, but you don't need to like push your political ideologies on people. Yeah. You don't need to put down other people's political ideologies yeah. and values. I think there's a big difference between having your own beliefs and values and then in, and there's a difference between that, which is a good thing, and then going around trying to make sure everyone believes what you believe, which is a completely different matter. Um, right. And I don't think that's a good thing at all. Um, let me just segue around to the comments because we've had a few. Um, Ralph here has said, good evening, Adrian and Cassie, and congratulations on winning Miss DC USA. 
Uh, now we have a millennial girl's life. I don't know who the name is, but she said it does take a village. Um, such a great role model. Sounds like a great coach. <laughs> the one, the one that made you cry. Sounds like a great coach. And then um, Reza, who I believe is a ph the photographer, the was the official mm -hmm. photographer. She really mm -hmm. gives off Miss USA and Universe vibes. So um, you've got a lot of support there. I think I think it's interesting. We all look for different things in a coach, and I used to be a tennis coach, and I, I came from that school of sort of tough love. I mean, not really, but kind of. Um, mm -hmm. And it sounds like you might have gotten yourself a coach, sort of, sort of in the same mold. Oh, how do Very you find a good so. coach? <laughs> everyone wants to. Everyone wants to find a good coach. So, how how did you find your coach? Um, you know, it. I don't believe in uh, luck or chance. Um, you know, I'm a religious person, and um, it was really just like you know. A work of God. I had reached out to my modeling agent and I was like, mm. Hey, do you know anybody who is in pageantry? And mm. she was like, Not really. Um, but then I think like a couple days later, she had run into someone who she hadn't seen in like years. And um, he happens to be in pageantry, do photography. <laughs> um, and then she told, they were talking about me. And then she's like, I'm just, I don't know if it's, it could work, but like you could talk to him. Um, he may be able to help direct you in the right uh, direction. Um, and so I hopped on a Zoom and I talked to uh, Reza, who is the mm -hmm. um, photographer and um, his now fiance, um, her name is Kia Sims. She uh, coaches and she was just kind of breaking into coaching at the time. Um, right. And so I was just pitching myself. I was like, I really want to get into pageants. I, you know, I'm just very enthusiastic to learn and to like, you know, get. And this was like, I had no, I had no idea what I would have to be doing. I had like, yeah. like, like literally nothing. I just thought, you know, help me figure out which dress to wear, you know, help me <laughs> be able to like answer on stage questions. You know, yeah. they asked like, why do you want to be like DCUSA, like world peace, you know, like help me not be able Gosh. to say, help me say more than world peace. <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, and I just fell in love with my team. Um, one thing about my coach is that she gives me a hundred percent and then some, um, you know, she is now my pageant mom. <laughs> um, she is just very, just like, she is my tough love. And I think yeah. that, you know, having yes people on your team is not going to is not going to do any good for you. Um, she is not afraid to tell me what she really feels. And, you know, sometimes I'm like, OK, cool. And sometimes I'm like, OK, I'm going to need a minute because my ego is, my, my is, is going to need a minute. Yeah. Um, you know, but it, it's just it's just been so rewarding um, to work yeah. with her because I think that's also something is that she's very she is very outgoing and some you could say a little too outgoing um, <laughs> but she helped me open up my shell and i think that was like one of the ways that i've grown out of being an extrovert i mean an introvert yeah. is because you know i've surrounded like you have to surround yourself with people who can help you grow mm. um yeah. 
And I've done that. Like I've I surrounded myself with very confident, very go get like go getter women, successful women, people who are driven, um, mm. you know. And I and that's what's helped me kind of see how my game because I'm like, you know, I have I have a lot of friends who work in government, who work in like the political advocacy, who are doing phenomenal things. And so like, you know, I, I I'm supporting them, but I'm also like, okay, she's doing that. Let me like I sh- I should be doing something too. Like I should be trying to. And it's not it's not necessarily like comparing yourself. It's more just like using them to inspire me as well, yeah. Yeah. you know, because like in like my my onstage question, for example, was like, what is something that younger female generations should improve on for the future? And I said, you know, I think it's really important that we don't be intimidated by each other. But like use that mm. intimidation because there's obviously something that we respect about that person. There's obviously something about them that, you know is good and that's that's why we may be feeling intimidated or insecure about ourselves but instead like yeah. let's let like use that to like drive yourself like yeah. how, like to you know to like overcome whatever it is you feel like they're better at you at or something and so you know that's what i love to do with my friends is just like be inspired by them and like root for them and um you know and i think that's like what a role model is it's like creating a space for others to grow as well and to like show them like how what they can do to succeed in their own space would you still consider yourself to be an introvert at heart (laughs) and i I ask this because um i i especially in school was very introverted and to this day i'd still say i'm more introvert than extrovert but people wouldn't believe it because you know i'm talking to people all the time and people say oh you're so outgoing you're extrovert i'm like actually no Sometimes there's nothing better than to go home and just hide away from the world. But I think it's really important for introverts out there to know you don't have to become extroverted to become successful. Because as an introvert, very often you see, because you hear and see the people who are loudest, that just makes sense. So you think, oh, I have to be like them in order to be successful. But then I think that I can't remember who it was. It was a woman who gave a TED talk and it was be the power of being introverted or something like that. And she laid out so well and, and, and the book, I read the book as well, the power of being introverted in terms of, you know, creativity and some of the most successful people in the world, you'd never know they were in the room, but they don't care. They're all right with that. So mm-hmm. would you still consider yourself to be introverted? Are we now extroverted or are we now like that situational? I don't know, like that somewhere, that messy place in between. Where are we now? I think it's definitely like an in-between um, and I think that's just how my life is. My life is, it's never just black and white, right? Um, being introverted is really good though, because like, you know, your social clock runs out <laughs> and you're like, mm, you know, I want to be home now. <laughs> <instead> of, <laughs> I get that. You know, and that's, that's good because I think it's like, you know, really important. And, you know, I had to learn my, my boyfriend always tells me, he's like, you say yes to too many things. You need to say oh, no yeah. to some stuff yeah, so yeah, you can yeah. rest. You know, yeah. and it's important because like we, we it's important we maintain our health, our mental health. Mm. And so being able to like, you know, not have that FOMO, that fear of missing out and just be home yeah. and just allow your body to kind of like recharge, allow yourself mm. to like re-strategize and like, you know, regroup, figure out like what your next steps are is really important. Because like if you're just go, 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 you don't have any time to like to breathe, to process, to like recover, you know, then like 
then you like slow down, you get sick, you know, it, it like, it's just kind of like a, a tumbling effect of issues. So yeah. I do love that I'm, you know, in addition to being out there and et cetera, that I'm also perfectly okay. Um, sitting on the couch, watching Netflix in the dark. So, you know, it, it's a balance. You need a balance, but, you know, respect to those people who need to be the loudest person in the room all, at all times, you know, and that's just, that's just their personalities. And I think that it yeah. is important, like you said, to make sure people know that you don't have to just be that person in order to be successful. Not at all. Like you can yeah. be like me where you turn it on, you turn it off. Um, yeah. But it's like, use it as like, keep it in your arsenal and use it at your disposal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's your favorite way to recharge? I mean, you already said the Netflix. I think it's funny that you mentioned in the dark that it has to be in the dark on when it's lit. It's too much stimulation. But how? What's your favorite way to to switch off? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I, I love. Um, I love some Netflix and I love some comfort food. Um, I don't know if you, you probably saw my social media after after every pageant. I have to go and get a burger. Um, you know, it, it may be a little cliche, but it's just like, it's just my little reward um, <laughs> for all the hard work. Um, I feel like it hits all the food groups. You know, you have some like dairy, you have some meat, you have some <laughs> wheat, you have some veggies. It hits all the things <laughs> that you've been denying yourself probably. In it's the lead it's up all the, the things. No, exactly. Yeah. It is all the things that I have not been able to have. Um <laughs> But yeah, I, lo I love to do that. I just, I love spending time with my family. Um, I have created like such a wonderful family here in DC who um, has been my huge support. So, and we're, we're very big on like family events and stuff like that. So just like, just some like, just pure fun. Like, you know, I, I don't have to be like on type of things. It's like the best way to recharge. Um, what are we watching on Netflix? <laughs> we are watching... Um, I was just watching Love is Blind. I am. Okay. A, I, I love. Um, I, I love reality shows. <laughs> I love reality shows, um, especially the dating ones, even though, you know, most of the relationships don't work out. But it's pure entertainment. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm rooting for you, but I'm also just like here for the tea and for the drama. Um, but um, I'm also <laughs> like, they just, Netflix just added Mindy Project, and I'm a huge huge um uh mindy kaling fan because i used to love watching i mean i still watch it but like i loved her on the office um yeah. so i'm just i love like the dry i like dry humor like uh parks and rec and oh, like okay. family like you know yeah. those kind of like documentary type and yeah. um even like abbott elementary i don't know if you've ever seen that one they just got a bunch no. of awards recently like last year i think but it was just yeah so just stuff like that just comedy. I, I like comedies. <laughs> it's interesting. We talk about, you know, burgers and then talk about reality TV because I've always sort of reality TV is sort of the junk food of TV. It like is. it feels, it feels good at the time, but afterwards you just go, what am I doing with my life? Have you heard, have you heard of a show called married at first sight? Yes, I am. I am very familiar with married at first sight. You, you can say too familiar. Um, oh, no. I will never go on one of those shows, but I will always watch it. Um, my, one of my family members said that he's like, if I ever end up on a reality show, I will know that, you know, I have not been, I have to reevaluate re my life. But, you, you know, know I, I'm like, that's, right. I'm like, I'm like, that's a little <laughs> harsh. That's a little harsh. 
Um, but you know, I don't know. They just, it's just pure entertainment. And you know, I really wonder, I always wonder like, like you really want to like marry a stranger, you know, like you, you really don't, you really like marrying a stranger, like on a reality show, like with all these people watching, but you know, I applaud them. It is a big leap. It is not easy to do. It is not easy to do. It's and certainly it's not, it's not, it's not easy to do. I don't know if I'd applaud them. I mean, it's not easy to do, but jumping out of a plane without a parachute is also not easy to do. It doesn't right. mean it's a smart decision, but I, I just, I find it fascinating people who watch it and then are so surprised when, you know, someone, two strangers get married and then, oh, three months later, they broke apart. I'm like, you're surprised? How right. can you be surprised by this? Um, oh, because so many of the pageant community got into married at first sight, and then there's Love Island, and there's quite a few pageant girls who go onto these shows, especially in the United Kingdom in the UK. Um, and I, but yeah, I just see it as a junk food um, of of TV. So that so that's how we. Um, that, that's not like a good way of unwinding. Um, just before we get to the final ten, because we've been on for a while, um, I always like to give you guys a chance to give shout outs to people who've been supporting you along your journey. So if you want to take a minute and just make sure you don't forget anyone, because I'm sure you've got a lot of people to thank. So um, anyone you want to give a shout out to for supporting you? Yeah, um, I'll start first with uh, my director, Chelsea, and um, uh, managing director, Cordelia. Thank you so much for taking me on as the next Miss DC USA. Um, I'll talk about my village. Thank you so much, Reza Nation, K.A. Sims, our reigning beauties, my coach, um, the my hair lady slash hair stylist slash just the hair guru, <laughs> Miss Diane. She, she has a salon called um, Cole Stevens. Her and her team have just been phenomenal at just making sure I feel confident in my hair and everything. Um, thank you so much, Reggie. He had he is my trainer. He has this lasso company. I wear 35 to 45 pounds of weight every time I work out. Um, just building up strength. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Joy. My modeling agent, Kingsley Model Management, has just been so amazing and helpful to me. And just thank you to my family. Thank you so much. Miss um, Sherry, Chris, Mr. Terry. Um, Miss Diane, Miss Donna, Miss Kendra, um, thank you so much. And my and thank you so much to my mom and dad for loving and supporting me and keeping always like holding me down and making sure that I feel appreciated and loved. And thank you so much, Anna. Um, I could spend an hour, another extra hour <laughs> talking about everybody, but I just want to say that it really does take a village, and I'm so thankful to my village and all the people who have you know invested in me. Um, financially, you know, or with their service or just with their love and support and their, you know, everything that everything that I am is because of all the people who have shown me their support. And I'm just endlessly thankful. Um, you, you brought up one thing that I did actually want to talk to you about, and I forgot. Um, it's a lasso, you, the balls, you, <laughs> these, these weighted. Now, because I've been stalking your social and I, I've seen multiple Instagram reels of you wearing these weights. They look like metal balls is the only way that I can describe them and they're chained around your waist and I have not seen a single workout video of yours where you look like you're enjoying yourself <laughs> I saw one video where you just don't 
thoroughly unimpressed. You're wearing the, the weights around your waist. You're stepping up into one of those big foam cubes with a plate. looks like a 20, 40-pound weight above your head. And you just look like you're ready to punch someone out. Is it as fun as it looks? <laughs> no, it is more fun. <laughs> um, I, I I actually just came back from a, a workout. This was my first workout since I won. I give myself a little grace period to enjoy um, and indulge. But uh, yeah, it is. You know, I always tell my trainer, I'm like, hey, can you film me like Cause he like, it's, it's for his promotion for his yeah, last yeah. one. I'm like, can sure. you film me like in the beginning of the workouts when I'm not like gross and sweaty, when I'm like a little bit, I'm still a little bit cute and I'm a little bit like, you know, I don't he look like I'm exhausted. He didn't but seem to get the memo. He, his thing is he's <laughs> like, I want to take you on the brink of like, you know, giving up. That's what it looks wanna, like. And then I want to pull you back. And that's what, that's literally what he said to me. And I was just like. Okay, great. Like, like, is, I'm like, I, this is what I signed up for, I guess. But you know what? It worked out because last year I got um, the swimsuit award. So, you know, it's okay. It, 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 it's if it's not broke, don't fix it. I don't like, but it's yeah, I, um, I, I don't look happy. I'm, I haven't got, you no. know, those influencers who like look really cute while they work out. Oh, yeah. They're like smiling yeah. and they're dancing and they're just like yeah. so cute in their outfit. I'm not, I'm not that person. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm very much like the opposite of that probably because I look like I'm gasping for air, um, but you know it is it, it's it's a good workout. I'll just say that. I that's what that's why afterwards when I drive home I feel so happy because that's over. Like like I feel like I've accomplished the world. I feel like I'm on top of the world. I'm I've gone through and they're only an hour. It's only an hour of that and I'm ugh. Goodness. An but. hour is a terribly long time, depending on what you're doing. Like if you don't have oxygen for an hour, that's a very long time. Right. And I just, I just thought it was so funny because I figured it must have been your trainer who's taking the video, and I'd be like, "Well, don't you want to take a video of her, like when she's looking like super cute, got the the outfit on?" But every video, like you don't look just unhappy. You look like you're ready to kill somebody, and you're like, "There's one where you hold dragging a sled, and then you're sprinting." But in every video, it's not pageant face. It's not a face you'd ever want to show on the pageant stage. You genuinely look very angry <laughs> and annoyed that you had to be there. But I guess it, it worked. It did work. It works. But you know what? That's like, that's the realness of it that I want to show, though. Like, you know, there, yeah. this is the real work of, like, getting yeah. physically ready for a pageant. It is not, like, it is not always cute. Like, I'm not, <sighs> I don't have makeup on. I'm sometimes like you know i'm sweaty like it, it is not Good. a cute process but you know that's that's what people need to know that like that's what mm. i want to show i'm like this i'm a real person and i i don't i natural i'm not naturally like super thin and lean i have to work for it i have to yeah. make sure that you know i eat right and i work out and i treat my body like a temple and you know give it mm -hmm. the nutrients and the and what it needs so that it can it it can look the way it does but yeah. It's good to know that um, that is my perception. Maybe I will um, have to nudge him. Maybe maybe I'll have to nudge him a little maybe better. Maybe just like, balance, you, have a you know, like 80, yeah, <laughs> I don't, 80 I don't really 20, like have an 80-20 balance. It's like have 20% where, you, you know, you can just do this and go like, yeah, look, I really enjoyed my workout, that, that sort of thing. Because at the moment it's 100%. You look really annoyed to be there. It's like, I'm going to kill you. You're making me do this. And you feel there's one where you look right at the camera. And I swear to God, like if, if anyone ever looked at me like that, I'd be like, okay, I'm just going over here. Like that's, that's not a look you want to see. 
he he'll he'll have me like wear that weight and then he'll put <laughs> like and you know what i'm in the gym with there's like you know it's that gold's gym yeah. and there's like tons of you know guys who are like lifting and all oh this yeah stuff. of course and it's gold yeah right and so he'll like i'm pushing the sled and i remember like these these guys were pushing the sled and they only had like two 45 like uh pellets on there and then yeah. he came he put like six on there and he's like okay push it and then i'm like I was like, but the guys got to do, <laughs> they got to do something else. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, why are you asking questions? Because my my trainer is also a New Yorker, so he's very blunt and he's very short. And he's just like, <laughs> just push it. And I'm like, and I'm like, I'm I'm trying to talk my way out of it. And he's like, why are you still talking? Why are you not moving? Um, so he'll I'll push it and then he'll be like, okay, give me fifty burpees. And I'm just like, can I just have a second? It's <laughs> like, can I have a water break? Um, and he's like, no. So he's just like, you know, hour <laughs> feels like an eternity. And then he's also like standing there with his phone recording me while I'm doing that's it. The so worst. That's why I don't look happy. That's, that's why I'm not smiling. Like, oh, I love being healthy. I love working out. Like, this is so fun. No, I'm, I, I am, I'm at my, my limits. I'm at my limits. At my wits end. Right. All right. <laughs> I don't know if you can answer this question, but which coach has caused you more mental meltdowns? Your pageant coach or your trainer? They both sound pretty hardcore. So who's who's caused more breakdowns? Oh, my gosh. Um, uh, I'd have to say my pageant coach only because my trainer – Cause like I will go work out and like re- like yes the the process is like a lot but like it's it's also a stress relief for me sure um okay. but yeah my, my I mean my my pageant coach she because she does like everything she w- was helping with my image she was helping with my walk she was helping with my questions she was helping with my social media so it's like she was like being wearing all these hats right. for me <clears throat> yeah. and so that means that she's being critical on all these different <laughs> and for all these different things um yeah. you know but she's being critical because she cares um but you know there there was definitely there was this one time during pra- during um walking pattern um, practice and you know i i like a certain type of music i like r&b i like pop i like soca mm-hmm. i like those type of um you know i i don't really listen to many much country but there's some songs i like but it's not really in my strong suit and yeah. i remember she she was like you need to learn how to walk to any song because you don't know what type of song they're gonna play like you That's can't fair. just walk to okay. beyonce all the time because you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. they like they they may not play Beyonce and I was like okay yeah. well whatever so she played and I was having like a rough day I think I was stressed out about work or something else and she put on this country music song and I remember I just started crying because I was just like <laughs> so I was like why did you put this song on you know I don't know this song like do you want me to be unhappy like and she was just like, she was just laughing at me and I was like I am very like you know and so it, it was just like it was just, it was like so silly of me. Cause I'm like, the song was actually a very good song. And you know, in hindsight, uh-huh. I was just being a little too much. I was being a little, I was just stressed out, but um, you know, it's just, she, she does those things. Like, cause she pushes me and she's like, you know, she's like, you need to, you need to make sure you can, you can push through because you know, yeah, having the crown and being a leader, like, you know, you are not going to have times, you're not going to have any breaks. You're not going to be able yeah. to like say, Hey, I need a rain check. You need to be able to power through. And I think that's one thing I love about working with her. She taught me how to push through and how to, yeah. you know, like not let things stress me out and just to like, 
you know, continue to like be able to give like a hundred percent of yourself as much as you can and like give it like go all out. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty sure she's watching, so I'm sure she will love that I said that she stressed me out the most. <laughs> so thank you. Now I have to go talk yeah. to her. She'll be like, "Excuse me." Uh, there, hey, look, there's a reason I asked you that question <laughs> after you gave the shout outs. Okay, right. I, I do I know think, what oh, I'm doing. There was a plan. I, <laughs> I I just have this. That's a hilarious image. Just for you to be there, hear country music, and then burst out into tears. I mean, I know that some people don't like country music, but that reaction is slightly, slightly extreme. I hope that you never become a coach yourself one day, because I feel like you've had so much angst put on you that if you ever become a coach, you're going to be, oh, just wait, just wait. So, um, 100%. uh, I am like, like, I'm, I feel like I'm just going to be like, okay, to do it this way why aren't you why aren't you doing it this way you need to you need like very nitpicky etc but like i mean also being on the other side i like as someone who has is on the side of someone who gets much critiques i can also like i i know like how that person could be feeling but um yeah. i mean it like it's all tough love and it's all necessary of course you know of course you know we're, yeah we're building up somebody you need you can't you can't do that without a little pressure course um final question before we segue to the final 10 how much would you enjoy getting to train your trainer like if she was on the other foot and you got to train him for just one session and he had to do everything you told him to and he wasn't allowed to talk back how much would you enjoy that oh my goodness i would love that it's actually funny you say that because i was he so i was meeting with him to work out one day and he was work he was finishing up his workout and I was like, yeah. I walked past and I saw him and I texted him. I was like, why are you taking so long to finish your reps? Hurry up, chop, chop. Because that's what oh. he says to me. He's always like, chop, chop, come on. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, because I'll try and talk to him to try and like distract him from like, giving you stuff <laughs> yeah, to do. Yeah, I know, yep. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, like, hurry up. Be, like, why are, you, why are you running so slow? So I would absolutely love that. So he, needs, he needs a little taste, <laughs> a little taste, a taste of it. taste of his own medicine. <laughs> right. But no, oh, he dear. he is he's like he's been so helpful, and I'm so thankful to work with him and his lasso company, even though it is stressful. <laughs> but you know what? If you see another video, <laughs> I'm gonna make sure to to do this afterwards. <laughs> I'll smile. I was gonna more. say, remember what you're saying now. Next time he's taking a video of you, and you feel like you want to throw the plate at his head. Just remember that you said that you do enjoy it and that it's good stress relief and then try and smile. Try and break right. out a smile. Oh, my goodness. Yes, I will. <laughs> good, good luck with that. All right. Let, let's go to the final 10. Um, number one, these are just random questions. Number one, what is your favorite word? Um, I have to say my favorite word is banter. Um, I love to like, just kind of go back and forth and have like some playful banter. Um, my boyfriend says that I never, he'll like, he'll be right about something and then he'll be like, why can't you just say I'm right? And I'm like, well, maybe I don't like a hundred percent feel like you're right. Even though like you may be right. And he's just like, it's always like beating himself over the head with like a stick. Like, why can't I get this girl to just be like, yes good idea (laughs) you know but it's just like it's just playful you know and i do it out of just fun so just a healthy banter keeps things interesting i feel like he's never had an argument with a girl before if he's asking (laughs) why can't you just say that i'm right i'm like don't you know how this works like have you ever won one of these arguments (laughs) you know exactly what that means it's like he just has to yep some you can win and some you just yeah 
don't go there. Yeah, All right, so you should talk to him. <laughs> like, dude, how, how well has this worked for you in the past? Are we learning from our previous failures? Yes, no, maybe so. All right, um, number two, what is your least favorite word? Um, least favorite word. Mm, I'd have to say maybe like disappointment. Um, you know, I feel like sometimes in situations when things don't go your way, you know, like go according to plan, it's like really, really easy to like be disappointed in yourself. But, you know, I like to think about like, for instance, last year when I didn't win, um, Misty USA, <clears throat> it was, it could have been really easy for me just to be like defeated and stuff. But, you know, instead I was like, okay, you know, I was able to get this close. What can I do to like elevate myself? Um, you know, so with every like failure, I think there is a way to learn and to grow. And so to, to look at it from that angle is important. Number three in life, what gets you excited or what turns you on? Um, something that gets me excited, which I have to be my job. You know, I mm. love being on Capitol Hill, I love working in a space where I can use my voice to talk about issues that matter. Um, I can advocate for people about issues that I care about and that affect them. And it's like, and it's something that's very like reactive and I'm very relevant and, you know, being timely and then also like being able to be a part of history. Hmm. Number four, what turns you off? Um... I would have to say cold weather. <laughs> I am, you know, I'm, I'm originally from California, so I love um, I love the sun and the warmth right now in the mm -hmm. in the um, Maryland, Washington D.C., Virginia area. We have a lot of like overcast and like cold rainy days, and I like to think of myself like as a plant. Like I. Like, I love the sun. <laughs> like, I get, you know, photosynthesis from the sun. Like, you know, just like, because <laughs> um, I like seasonal depression is a real thing. And, yes, um, yes, definitely. You know, it is. So it's just like when, it, when it's a beautiful day outside, you just like, oh, you just want to get out the house. You want to mm -hmm. be outside. You want to go do stuff, you know. So cold weather is just cold and rainy. It's just like, eh, I'm not excited. <laughs> Have you ever been to the UK? You know, I have not yet. Um, Don't. I have some. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I, I, heard, I heard it's not all bad. <laughs> well, uh, nothing against the people, but when I when you say seasonal depression, I always thought, oh, yeah, come on, what are, you, what are you talking about? And then as an Aussie who loves his son, I went over there um, and stayed there for about a month or two during their winter. And not only was it cold, the whole weather was just soggy. Like, it, it doesn't make you want to go out. It won't necessarily be raining but there's just mm -hmm. a lot of moisture in the air. Like, no, I, I couldn't, I can't do that. So if you, if you think of yourself as a plant, don't, don't, <laughs> go, don't go to the UK. You're, you're not going to have. Okay. Noted. Time. I'll save my ticket. <laughs> uh, number five, what sound or noise do you love? Mm, um, I have to say what I love is um, soca. It's a, Caribbean um, type of music it's just like happy it's just about like you know they play it for carnival it's just happy uplifting life celebrating um, you know community like you know family um, 
that one, like that always gets me in the mood. And I, that's when I have my headphones in during the trainings, that's usually what I'm listening to because okay. I'm trying to stay happy while my, my trainer is trying not to be working. unhappy. <laughs> you might need to tell well, you, your face. You really make me second it's not guess. working. <laughs> Maybe I should tell we can't film anymore because people think I look really angry. <laughs> I tell you what, you go back and you have a look and you tell me if I'm wrong. I'll, I'm happy to admit when I'm wrong, but I'm just looking at them going, she looks so angry all the time. And there's one video, I can't remember when it was, you literally look at the camera like it's like, you better put that thing down or I'm throwing this at you. So, oh, my goodness. <laughs> and that's whilst you're listening to your happy music. So God forbid you ever, you know, the beats or whatever went flat and then you just had to do the workout. Oh, Jesus. Right. Um, um, and then my, <clears throat> what I don't like, I won't say country music because it's growing on me, but... <laughs> Um, I, a friend of mine was playing heavy metal one day and I was just like, mm -hmm. oof, this may not be for me. So I, um, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to say that one would have to be when, with something I don't okay. like to hear. <laughs> that uh, I, I described, I, I think I heard death metal, but I think it was death metal or thrash metal or some kind of metal. It wasn't rock and roll it was even heavier. And I described it to my brother as it sounds like someone fell down the steps whilst holding a drum kit. That's oh. what it sounded like. It wasn't, it's just not my thing. If you love it, you love it, but it just, right. it wasn't my thing. Anyway, moving pass. on. <laughs> yeah. Um, number seven, if you could have any one superpower, what would you pick and why? I would pick, um, I would like to hear people's thoughts. I think that that would be very helpful with, um, mm. you know, being a pageant girl, being able to know what the judges are thinking. Um, you know, that would be helpful or for politics. It would help to know what oh, yeah. politicians are thinking. So maybe we can get some bills passed, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'd have to say, I'd have to say that. Okay. Uh, number eight, what job or career other than your own would you most like to attempt? Um, I'd have to say, I'd love to be a Miss Universe one day. Um, this is something that, you know, I have been building towards for a few years now. And, um, you know, when I, when I look at where I started to where I am now, it's just like, mm. you know, young Cassie just never, I, I, like, I never saw this coming. I never like saw this happening. Um, I always looked at those girls as like unattainable, you know, and, yeah. um, or just like, just not even, an, not even that, just more like not even an option, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, as I've, as I've gotten wiser and older, I'm just kind of like, I can be this person and I do have a goal and I do have, you know, I want to use that organization to talk about my platform cancer awareness, because this is like an issue that affects everybody. Like mm. you, everyone, some know someone or indirectly know someone who's dealing with cancer yeah. and there's never enough voices talking about this issue. Yeah, absolutely. I lost both my grandparents to cancer, so you're never you're never far removed from it, unfortunately. Oh, it was a it was a long time ago. Um, number nine, what job would you definitely not like to attempt? Mm, what job would I not like to attempt? Um, I'd have to say anything that would require me to have to be outside um, because I don't like cold weather. <laughs> um, you know, like when you see um, 
uh, like people, um, what is like those crosswalk people like those, uh, oh, like yeah. those Holding the outside. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember, um, I was driving to work and it was raining and, mm. you know, they had to like help these kids like walk across the street, you know, because you need yeah. to stop traffic. But I was just like, Oh, you poor thing. Like I wanted to give them an umbrella. I wanted to give them a warm blanket. Cause it was just so gross outside. So I'd have to say that like any, and <laughs> anything that were requiring me to, to have to be outside at all times, regardless of the weather, like rain or shine, you know, I just, if I could just do the, the shine part, then I'll be good. <laughs> I'm going to assume that from the sounds of things, you're a summer person, not a winter person. I am a summer. I am a July. I'm a July baby. And I. I oh, same as me. Oh, really? What day? Uh, 26. But the okay. problem for me, it's the reason I hate my birthday is because it's always not, not only well, two reasons. One, it was always during exam period. So every time it was mm. my birthday, I would have an exam. But number two, it's always in the middle of winter for us because we're in the Southern Hemisphere. Oh, okay. So one of my goals is to have a birthday in the Northern Hemisphere so I can actually celebrate it properly and have a summer birthday. Oh, my so, goodness. Yes, come to the States. We welcome you with open arms. Summertime in, like, July is it's mm. it's sticky and it's humid here. Um, I'd in rather this, that in than this cold. Area. I'd oh, rather yeah. that anything, than the cold. Anything than the cold. A thousand, a thousand <laughs> times. I'll, I'll come and join you for one of your workouts and I can see see how. <laughs> you see you how can try my... out the lasso too. You could try it out too. I could and I'm sure that I'll be even less cute than you. But believe me, <laughs> I don't have a good workout face. Um, anyway, final question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Um, mm, I think I would want him to like welcome me with open arms and hug me and just say that he's proud of me. Um, ooh, emotions. I think it's just really hard, you know, like I said, I, I feel like I've grown so much to get here. Um, so many, like, so many people doubting me, um, you know, self-doubt. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> um, so it's really important, like, I want to show that to other women, like, the importance of um, being confident in yourself and um, being vulnerable, because, you know, I think when we're vulnerable, we allow ourselves to grow more. And, mm. you know, we're, we're able to connect with other people. When I um, started sharing the reasons why I got into cancer awareness because um, my mom is breast cancer survivor and currently battling <clears throat> a lymphoma brain tumor. I, it was like these doors opened up. Like I kept, I met mm. so many people in the cancer awareness space who educated me, who well, who helped me learn and helped me be able to advocate. You know, um, the other day I was just I was at this uh, fashion show and I was sitting backstage talking to one of the other models before we went on stage. And I was telling her, I'm going to be doing this pageant soon. This is my platform. Mm. And she was like, oh, my goodness, my like I lost my mother to cancer. Uh, my sister, she works with the American Cancer Society um, oh, wow. in their Washington, D.C. office. And, you know, she is like one of their like executive directors. And would you like to connect with her? And I was like, you know, this is that that was for me was just like, you know, God working in my life mm, because I was exactly. really just able to, you know, have opportunity to like 
like really do some serious work and advocate. Mm. Um, so if I hadn't been vulnerable about what's going on in my life, you know, then I would never have been able to have a conversation, would never have been able to like set up a meeting, you know, and eventually meet with these people who I can learn from and who I can use my platform as Miss DC USA to raise awareness about this issue. <clears throat> so I think that, you know, if God could just tell me that he's proud of me for just finally accepting myself, um, mm. you know, being the best person I can be, then I would just, you know, I would really feel like I did everything that I was supposed to do on earth. Absolutely. Well, Cassie, on that note, it's, it's been a ride. We've been on for a while, highs and lows. Um, congratulations once again, thank and thank you. you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It was wonderful. And best of luck with everything, especially explaining to your pageant coach and trainer everything that you were saying about them. I, I get to go away now. You need to have conversations right. with them. So enjoy that. Um, but, <laughs> Yeah, I will keep you on the line for just a sec whilst I hang up with the audience. But thanks to everyone for watching, and we will speak to you next time. Bye for now. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. Hey, thanks so much for watching. Sorority Access is now open. So if you'd like to join an amazing group of women and learn how to be the most powerful, confident, and impactful queen possible, head to thepageantsorority.com. I'll see you there and see you in the next video. Oh, 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 oh,